Hello and welcome to the very first episode of a brand new podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. This is Greg and Chad's Power Half Hour. My name is Greg Mahochko. You might know me from other podcasts like Nerds United or the Five Heart Podcast. He is Chad Smart, and you may know him from Positive Cynicism, which used to be here on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network until he grew too large and had to start his own Positive Cynicism Podcast Network. Chad Smart, good talking with you, sir. Welcome to our debut show. Yes, yes, it's good to be back here on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. And I, I don't know if I grew too big. I just think uh, I had too much, uh, too big of a grandiose vision thinking to take the show out and brand it individually each episode better. And uh, I really wish you would have locked me into a long-term no-compete clause <laughs> contract so that I couldn't have done that because it probably would have been a lot easier. Well, you can always come back home. Yeah, don't think that the thought hasn't crossed my mind, but you know, I, I know I'm pretty sure you still got the positive cynicism t-shirts available in the jitterymonkey.com forward slash shop store, which uh, hopefully, you know, 2020, there is a good vote smart 2020 t-shirt in there to go along with the political calamity podcast. I think, uh, <clears throat> I think we need to do some big, uh, some bigger and better marketing <clears throat> this year. <clears throat> we don't have any more positive cynicism shirts. Oh, and uh, I'm in the process of finding a new shirt supplier. So. Okay, well, strike that. But if you're <laughs> listening in 2022, those shirts should be back up. Ah, hopefully, uh, uh, in the next <laughs> month or so, we we can either get the situation with Spreadshirt squared away, or uh, you know, we can find a new uh, shirt Distrib- supplier distributor. Uh, so let's uh, let's spend just a minute because this is Greg and Chad's power half hour, which means hell or high water, 30 minutes, that's how long each episode is going to be. But let's spend just a, a minute or two because we've got to you, – you're not going to let me talk too much or <laughs> at least no more than, you know, the, the 30 minutes. But let's explain to our listeners, since this is our first show ever, exactly what we're going to uh, hope to achieve here on Greg and Chad's power half hour. Okay, let's do that. What do we hope to achieve? Well, we're going to have 30 minutes. And that's all I know so far. No. <laughs> uh, and I've got the clock running, folks. I, I wish there was a way we could put it in the corner of the podcast so you could see it, but uh, it doesn't really work with audio. Um, it, it's not the best. Maybe programs. maybe if yeah. we ever do a live show on Facebook, uh, we can maybe. have the countdown there. Um, but uh, our show is going to have sort of two themes, and on uh, – We'll call them the odd-numbered weeks. Why not? Uh, like this episode, we're going to be taking a moment in time of our you know, shared life and looking at it through our, our own generational perspective. Because I am 37 and a half years old, and Chad, you are? Older than that. Specify. I am 45. Yeah, okay. I am, I am 45, so almost a full decade older. So we... For for at least the you know the things that we've both experienced, we're going to take a look at those events through you know our own perspectives of you know that that eight year gap, uh, you know, and, and which is going to be really exciting, especially for this first episode because it's going to be something that uh, if you're eighteen or older, you remember at least marginally well, unless you blacked out that night. That's okay too. <laughs> oh yes, we'll get into that later. But uh, on the opposite weeks, uh, Chad, if you want to uh, explain. What we're calling not my demographic. 
Yeah, not my demographic is when when we started talking about doing this show and, and Greg and I forming this coalition, uh, we we said we all have shows. You know, you have Greg has Nerd United and the Five Heart Podcast, which I will always want to say Five Heartbeat. But you have You'll the Five Heart Podcast, wrong. which uh, focuses on your uh, love of comic books, superheroes, and Nebraska Cornhuskers. Over on the Positive Cynicism Podcasting Network, the hashtag PCPN, I have four different shows that cover a wide range of movies, music, politics, and whatnot, which covers my basis. Plus, I also do the Out of Touchstone podcast with Mike DeKalb, uh, where we are looking at the history of Touchstone films. So we've got our bases covered on everything that we like. Right. Yeah. I I think the way I I expressed it to you is if you're going to do a podcast – it has to be something that you're really passionate about. And mm-hmm. like you just said, you know, for, for me, I've got, you know, the comics and, and the, the geek culture type of stuff covered. And I've got Nebraska athletics covered, which, you know, aside from my family, those are those are what I'm really passionate about. So I said, let's on the not my demographic, let's just turn it 180 and do something that we, we've gone out of our way to avoid. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're going to do. Right. And I think, you know, we've had a few discussions about what we're going to be covering on that show or those episodes. And I think there will be some times where we run into something that is just on the verge. Like one of us may, it may totally be not our demographic, while the other one might maybe, just, you know, if we're talking about, about a movie, it may just be something that we hadn't seen, but it's not something we purposely uh, neglected every time. It's just somehow it has, we've gone, gone through life without seeing it. Uh, I, I think those are going to be interesting, um, not only for the, the discussion, but also just what, to see what we pick, because uh, I have been trying to, uh, you know, pimp out, and we'll be doing so for the entire month of January, probably, the movie Cats, which I don't think is in your demographic, and I can't say that it's a good film, but I think it's a film that everyone should definitely see. Should they? So it, so it doesn't go into the, you know, on my side, it's it's doesn't fit the not my demographic aspect, but I think for a lot of people out there, it probably does fit into that. Should they see it ironically? You know, like is your, yeah. is your joy of it uh, or, or yeah. your appreciation of it ironic? Sadly, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think so. And, and I'll tell you why, because I, I, I think I went into it under those uh, assumptions because I, I had seen a um, article on Yahoo that talked about how bad the movie was. And they compared it to a movie called the apple, which anyone who has listened to my podcast or has talked to me in person knows I love the apple. Ironically, I know the apple is not a good film, but it is amazing. And, and so I went in with cats being like, okay, if this is so bad, I have to see it. I, I, I just have to see how bad it is. But then watching it, I I was never bored. I was just utterly amazed at, at, at just how I don't even want to say entertained because I don't think it's an entertaining movie. It's uh, my my quick uh, you know five sentence review is it's a uh, community theater presentation where everyone who auditioned got a role regardless of talent, even though there are talented people in the film. Shockingly, they don't come off as very talented. And they had $50 for a staging budget, and the, pro- the set designer knew nothing about um, – uh, what's the different word? Uh, proportion size. So some things look 
You know, the cats look normal to what they're up against. Other things, it's completely off guard, off kilter. And it's just, there is no story. I don't know if you are familiar with the play itself. I, I have never seen it, but uh, there is no story. It's just song after song about random cats. And one thing I think I did enjoy because of the Wonder Why podcast that we do over on the PCPN, um, which if you listen to that, we have a running gag that I've started inserting into every episode based on a bad, bad uh, one-hit wonder that we did. I believe it was at your suggestion. If you bring up Mungo Jerry in a negative uh, manner on this show, this will be the shortest and only episode (laughs) of Greg and Chad's Power Half Hour. Uh, there is a cat named Mungo Jerry and Cat, and that just made me uh, laugh. And uh, I can't remember what his song is about, but yeah, no, it's just—is it about the summertime? It, it is not. <laughs> uh, but no, it's just a ama- cat's is just amazing that so much money was put into this movie, and it looks so—it it looks like somebody who just got a laptop for Christmas and an editing software and filmed something with their friends. Well, let's move away from cats. All right. It's a, like like you said. It's it's you know obviously based on a, a wildly popular for decades uh, you know musical by you know famously Andrew Lloyd Webber who's had a ton of hits. Cats certainly one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is not a not my demographic episode. This is the opposite of that, which we don't have a name for, and that's okay. But it was your suggestion with it being uh, the first week of a new decade of a new year. 2020, which apparently you're supposed to write out 2020 on your checks for some reason because people are paranoid. Uh, but you said, let's... What are checks? Right. I mean, you know, I, I still send them out from time to time, um, you know, to my grandkids and whatnot. Uh, but... Uh, you don't just use a $2 bill. Okay. I, I, you know what? My grandma gave me a $2 <laughs> bill years ago, and it's still folded in my wallet, untouched. It's tucked away in, in like uh, the Just bag. like the condom in mine. Hey, oh, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, you said, let's talk about Y2K uh, from 1999 into 2000 and the, you know, what we were doing New Year's Eve, uh, you know, 1999. So I said, that's fantastic yeah. because I have a really boring story to tell. <laughs> oh, I have a story to tell. We'll see how much I remember of it. Oh, even better. Uh, so let's let, let's set the stage. In 1999, I was 17 and a senior in high school. Uh, my very best friend, uh, who's still my best friend to this day, uh, was I, I was living in southern Illinois, and he was living in eastern Washington. And six months later, after he would graduate high school, because uh, his dad was in the Air Force, he went into the Air Force as well. Uh, but he had moved away. Uh, let's see here. After our sophomore year, so um, I, you know, I I've made other friends, but I didn't have any. I had zero plans. New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety nine. So my story is boring. So we're gonna get it out of the way. If you all remember the Y two K hysteria, it was what are computers gonna do? You know, when the the clock switches over from nineteen ninety nine, they're not prepared to switch over to the year 2000 on the clocks and airplanes are going to fall out of the sky and it, you know, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Uh, none of that happened. You recall, well, you may not recall that Chad, but I'm sure you read, you know, didn't see anything in the headlines the next day of planes falling out of the sky or, 
or you know, uh, nuclear missiles being launched because, and I think that was actually in an episode of a uh, uh, Family Guy. Uh, you know, they the nuclear missiles in America uh, launched all at the same time, and it spelled out Happy New Year, and they're like, oh, what a coincidence! Um, but uh, nothing like that happened. And on New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety nine, seventeen year old Greg was sitting on the couch in the basement of his parents' house watching TV because he was 17, mm-hmm. wasn't all that popular, didn't run with, you know, any particular crowd in school, just kind of kept his head down, uh, you know, d- did his schoolwork, uh, you know, and, and that. But So my New Year's Eve was exceptionally unexceptional. Well, then good thing I'm here to liven up this podcast. I'm glad. I, I'm ready for a story that's going to take about 17 minutes. Yeah, and uh, this is the one that I hope my parents aren't listening to this podcast. Not if, that they listen to any of my shows. But if, you know, if it I, makes you feel, in 1999, I was 25. Chad, Chad, if it makes you feel any better, my parents don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> and love me as they do, they wouldn't listen even if they did. Yeah, well, at least mine did buy merchandise, so that's good. Uh, I'll take that over actually listening to the show. There you go. Anyway, my story. Uh, 1999, as I started to say, I was 25 years old. I was out of college uh, working at a TV station uh, directing news. It's where I met uh, the, your fellow Jittery Monkey podcast cohort, Kevin Hunsberger. And Got to throw in a little plug for his My One Two Three Sons show. Real quick, not to not not just to interject. Mm-hmm. Without Kevin Hunsberger, I don't know Chad. Yeah, and and therefore, without your working with Kevin all those years ago, you know, you don't know Kevin. I don't know you. We don't hang out. There's, you know, there's maybe not even a Jerry Monkey Podcast Network. Just throw that out there. Um, you, you know, Kevin's going to hear this, and his takeaway is going to be: Kevin's awesome, and without him, life wouldn't exist. Yeah, he's going to take that away. Um, we'll we'll poop in his, uh, you know, post toasties later. So anyway, back to the story, (laughs) back 20 years ago, uh, a friend of mine from college, uh, Jeremy Corey, I I have no idea how to actually pronounce his last name. I just mispronounce it, but the way that one of our other friends pronounces it, uh, he was, he was living in Highland, Illinois, uh, which I don't know if you're familiar with Highland. Very familiar. Okay, yeah, because he had just graduated college, and uh, I believe he was working in St. Louis, but was still living uh, with his parents, if I remember correctly. And he was throwing a Y2JC party, his name, instead of Y2K or Y2J, as any wrestling fan really knows. I, millennium. Was, I was wondering if we were going to sidestep that issue, but you're right. Carry on. Yeah. So he was throwing a party, so there were a lot of friends from college that were in, we ended up at his parents' house in their um, basement, which was uh, one of the things about, I guess, Midwest homes. I don't know if this is common everywhere. I know here in Los Angeles, it's not because a lot of people don't have basements, but you have the um, functional basement that has, you know, couches, TVs, family rooms, game rooms, whatever. Mm -hmm. They're not just cellars where you go to put the lotion in the basket, so to speak. <laughs> but, so, but there are also unfinished basements. Yes. Um, 
anyway, uh, yeah, so we had this big party and, uh, you know, full stocked bar and one of our friends just kept making mudslides and he would hand them to me and I would drink one, two, three. I, I think I lost count at about seven. Talk to, tell our younger listeners exactly what is in a mudslide. I have no clue. I think it's Kahlua and, uh, vodka. Rum? I, I, I really don't know. There's definitely a chocolate element. Yeah, which is um, the Kahlua, I believe. And it, if, if my wife were here, she could tell me what's in a mudslide. I'm not saying she's a lush. She just <laughs> – I'm, I'm a beer drinker and she's not. Yeah, so she's, yeah I'm, a mixed, I'm a mixed liquor or hard liquor drinker. And he – and so my, our friend Mike, uh, not Mike DeKal from the other podcast, although I believe he was at the party as well. No, we had like four or five mics It's all there. connected. What's that? It said it's all connected. Yeah. Just so you know, uh, that that night when you were in Highland, I was 15 minutes away. Oh, see? Small world. Exactly. You, you might have driven by my house. Maybe. We could have invited you over and you could have been the person in the corner that was sober because we don't encourage underage drinking here on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Not anymore. Not since I turned 21. <laughs> exactly. Uh I, I remember at midnight, we went outside and uh, Jeremy's dad and some other of their friends had fireworks. And so we, you know, set off fireworks and uh, uh, just celebrated, you know, rang in the new year. And then I remember going to um, going into like one of the side rooms to make a phone call to a friend of mine and just wish her happy new year. And I, I, I was like, all right, happy new year. You know, this party's awesome. I'll see you tomorrow. She was from Tennessee, so she was making the standard uh, collard greens, black-eyed peas, and uh, I think there's one more thing that they always make on New Year's Day that you're supposed to eat for you know prosperity in the new year. So I'm like, okay, I'll come. I'll stop by your place before I go to work tomorrow. Uh, cornbread. Cornbread, okay. In, in my mind, at 12.30, I had had enough, and I went into the – side room where everyone was going to be sleeping and went to sleep. Then I woke up at about 6.30 or 7. And I spent the first two hours of 2000, oh, my first two waking hours of, of the year on a bathroom floor. And I got to the point where I, there was nothing left in my system that I don't know what I was uh, expelling from my stomach, but there was no alcohol. There was no food. It was uh, it was not a pretty scene. And uh, needless to say, I spent after everyone else woke up, I just kind of laid low and and tried to not be even more sick and tried to rest up because I did have to go into work uh, later that afternoon. Did Leave you, the party. You wouldn't have had to deal with Kevin though later that day. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, I was working weekends at this time, so it wasn't bad. But Stopped. I, I left the party, got back down to Carbondale, went over to my friend Jamie's house and had me had lunch. And then I was talking. I was like, oh, yeah, the party. And I started explaining everything. And she's like, why, why are you telling me that? You told me all this on the phone last night. And I'm like, no, I just said, happy new year. I'll see you tomorrow. She's like, no, we talked on the phone for 25 minutes. And I'm like, huh. I have no recollection of that. And then later I found that there was also video taken at the party where uh, our host Jeremy and his girlfriend uh, 
uh, Kelly, uh, I kept going up to them and be like, you guys are the best couple. Oh, you guys are so awesome. Uh, not knowing that uh, secretly they had broken up like a couple weeks earlier, but had, were still kind of going through the motions just to not ruin the party. And uh, yeah, so 1999, New Year's, is a, you know, it's a fun time to look back on, and, and I can laugh about it now and tell the story, but yeah, 2000 was a rough beginning. I, I figured, you know, from there, the decade could only get better. Well, you mentioned that you had to go to work later that day. I recall years after that, you know, when I would, had not only, you know, graduated high school, graduated college, finished a broadcast school, was in my second broadcasting job, oddly enough, down in Cape Girardeau, uh, where I would, you know, get, Establish a few roots, and you know we go back there every year for the Cape Girardeau Comic Con, uh, Cape Con or CapeComicCon dot com. If you're interested in uh, uh, getting more information on that, hope hope that you're coming back for that again this year, Chad. Um, but I was working at the big radio station, the classic rock station, one hundred dot seven KGMO. Oh, and, nice. Thank you. And you have to say it's not one hundred point seven; it's one hundred dot seven. I learned mm. that. Uh, very quickly, but uh, um, New Year's Day, I had to work at 6 a.m. Mm. New Year's uh, Eve, I didn't get home until about 2 a.m. New Year's Day. <laughs> so, uh, so that was a very quiet, you know. A lot of times, being the classic rock station, you know, I'd have the the music up a little bit. You'd appreciate mm. most of the music. Oh yeah, uh, I know. I'm a big fan of KGMO when I. Go back in, in that area. But uh, I had the music pretty low that particular morning, but that was a long six-hour on-air shift. Um, so I, I don't know the conversation because you had all the fun that I would have years later. But, um, yeah, I just I, – I don't remember – well, first of all, I was never, you know, in, until I got to college especially, I – I didn't party in like my my high school. The biggest, maybe only party that I ever attended was post prom uh, mm -hmm. at somebody's house. Uh, and you think, yeah, post prom, all the you know drunken revelry and everything else. But it wasn't like that. It was at somebody's house. Their parents were up, you mm -hmm. know, and it was like you know drinking soda pop. Uh, you know, this would have been yeah, this would have been that you know senior year. So it would have been that spring after you know the first you know spring of two thousand. Uh, and I had a baseball doubleheader the next day. So, you know, I, there wasn't any alcohol there, but I wouldn't have been partaking because got to get some sleep. We've got a doubleheader against Waterloo Jabot uh, that I actually played in, which was a rare feat itself. Um, so would you say that the Y2K New Year's Eve extravaganza that you participated in, was that the last time that you went – as they say, balls to the wall on New Year's Eve. Uh, I'd say last and only time because yeah, I'm I'm with you. I was not a partier in high school. Uh, I didn't get invited to the cool parties if they were happening. In college, I was such a TV geek that I spent my time at the student TV station. We, my friends and I, would go out like maybe once a week on like on dollar night, but we weren't getting drunk. It was just we go out for a couple hours, have one or two beers, and then go back to the TV station and work on whatever show we were you, uh, trying to produce. And that was at SIU Carbondale, correct? 
Yes. And so you that went to TV the pinch station penny. is no longer in existence. No, but so. you went to the pinch penny pub. I bet. Uh, I did uh, a few times, and yes, I, when I was just back in Southern Illinois over um, over the holidays of 2019, I was there the weekend before Pinch Penny closed, and I tried talking Kevin. I mentioned that we should go, uh, just close it down one night, or, or you know, just to go to hang out. But we didn't, and and Pinch Penny wasn't the place that I. It wasn't my college bar. There was another bar that was behind Pinch Penny that. Uh, I believe it was Carbos or Detours when I was in college, and that's where we hung out. Mm. Uh, Pinch Penny was more um, for like a year or two working at the TV, at the ABC affiliate when we would go out as a group. Uh, that's where we would go before we transitioned into going out to Trace Ombres and just sitting around talking. So a lot of big excitement for people that don't know that area. And and I, uh, I always found, too, you know, that – Obviously, after I turned 21, like the house party was always more exciting for me uh, than going to a bar. And as I mentioned, you know, my first radio job was in a college town. uh, So there are bars aplenty. And I was 21 and a thousand miles from home. So, you know, I I could have gotten into a lot of trouble or, you know, at least done, you know, stupid things. But I always tried to avoid the bars. And, and, you know, I'd I'd go to, uh, you know, hang out at, at friends' houses where, you know, you could get a case of beer for the same price or, you know, a 12 pack or whatever for the same price you could get two beers at the bar mm-hmm. and then you right. sit around and then usually, you know, you, you just hang out or, you know, I say quote unquote pass out, but you know, you just crash there for the yeah. night and everybody's safe. Um, you know, we, we still all revere, uh, the, the Pine Street Palace we called. It. it was just like a double wide, but super nice. And I actually moved in there, uh, you know, in my last six months up in, up in Nebraska. Uh, but you know, that was the place where we'd go and sometimes there'd be a keg involved, but usually it's, you know, you sit around, you, you, you drink beer, you have conversation or you play Mario Kart, one <laughs> of those three, you know? So, um, uh, but that was always the place to be. And I always, I always gravitated more towards those environments than going to the bar. If I, if I, you know, given the choice. Yeah, I'm with you. I, a couple years in, in college, I lived with four roommates, three of which I had gone to high school with. And we had a house and two of the roommates were in a fraternity. And so we had a couple of parties that started out when initially discussing them were small affairs, but quickly turned into fraternity parties. And I think we went through like 10 kegs one time and we'd have freshmen show up at seven o'clock waiting, you know, looking to get in. We're like, uh, party doesn't start for like three hours. Why are you here so early? But we'll take your $5 and the kegs in the basement. And, and you're freshmen, so stay out of sight. Yeah. Uh, it's Carbondale. Uh, shockingly, we never got busted by the police. So we'll take that as a accomplishment. Well, knock, knock, Chad. I don't know if you know this, but the police <laughs> are about to knock on your door. Right. Statute of limitations has not yet expired. Actually, 25 years probably has expired. So, uh, well, this has been a really interesting opening episode of greg and chad's power half hour i know we're closing in on the time what, what's our time cue there chad uh we've got about two and a half minutes so i'll just ask you now 20 years later how did you ring in 2020 ah so fantastic um my wife had to work new year's eve uh and we don't really do soda in the house but she does uh, have a little energy drink i don't know if you're familiar with spark the product nope. Spark from Advocare. Um, but uh, so she drinks those and left one of those kind of sitting. 
when she went upstairs uh, to shower. So she left one sitting around. I didn't realize it had spark in it, which is kind of an energy boost. And my son was drinking it. I didn't realize it was spark until she came downstairs. I said, he was drinking your drink. Did that have spark in it? She said, yeah. I said, well, it's going to be one of those nights. Uh, so I uh, recorded one of the uh, podcasts. Uh, I'm sitting on my end. I'm, I'm kind of the producer for the uh, uh, of Bangerangs and Daggers podcast for the Coordination Podcast Network and uh, uh, Bangs and Dags on Twitter. Uh, so I'm producing that and listening to that. And uh, he, we finally, you know, got him calmed down, or I finally got him calmed down about quarter after eleven, and he fell asleep about three minutes after I put him in bed. And I fell asleep about 10 minutes after that. So missed 2020, ringing it in officially. Um, but, you know, I also got to sleep till 8.30 New Year's morning. So it was a win-win for me. How nice. about you? What What did you do uh, on a New Year's Eve 2020? Uh, all right, yes. Okay, so we have 65 seconds left. My New Year's Eve, I uh, it was my first, I guess you could say, Hollywood party. I had friends that were house-sitting for uh, a couple of actors who I will not name on air. And we went over to their house, and uh, I immediately like was saddened because their kitchen is as big as my apartment. But I just hung out with friends. Um, Eric, who does the fantastic podcast with me over at PCPN, uh, it was friends of his. And we just sat around. We watched uh, Ford versus Ferrari for a little bit, played some cards against humanity, and then watched the ball drop um, from New York on a time delay. And it was fun. And then about 1220, I – Came home and that was it. So let me ask you this: Did you see? Uh, I know twenty we're, seconds. We're desperately short on time. Did you see the video, the Facebook videos, or however of the drone? This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. dot